0: What's happening? What's good? What's going down? What's shaking? It is, in fact, Namu, November 26th in the year 2020. Happy Stealing People's Land Day. (laughs) Or Happy Thanksgiving, depending on how you look at it. Now, I don't traditionally celebrate Thanksgiving the way that a lot of you do, um, because I try to remember that while George Washington, that President George Washington actually made Thanksgiving a national holiday so that we could all celebrate the fact that we had a real government. Most people celebrate Thanksgiving thinking that it's related to the feast that was had between the native people. We're going to call them the people because that's what they are. And the settlers who came to America at the time. But the fact of the matter is, is that it wasn't all balloons and hearts and unicorn farts and lovely things like that. There was a lot of strife and a lot of drama. And though that particular event was a good one and it showed cooperation between the two people, the natives and the settlers who were coming into the country. It also marked the beginning of an incredible decline of the natives in America, a serious period of stress and struggle and death and oppression that continues to this day. And that's a future podcast episode, but I just want you to remember that it's totally okay to celebrate family and friends on this day and have great food and enjoy your time together. But just remember that the people suffer greatly starting at that point. And it's important that we respect that bit of history by acknowledging it whenever we gather to celebrate Thanksgiving. So on to today's episode, which is all about deleting Facebook. Don't ask me how they're related. They're not. (laughs) (laughs) I will say, though, that my son, my lovely 10-year-old son, Roman Ali, I was helping him with his homework earlier this week, and it was actually about Thanksgiving and the loose group of tribes in that area. At the time, I think they were called the Wampanoag. Well, I'm positive I'm butchering that name, but I found it interesting that he's learning the real history and not the history that I was taught when I was his age, which was fully different. I was learning that pilgrims and Indians, and that's what we called them back then, were best of friends when the pilgrims and the settlers landed. And uh, it just wasn't like that. And I'm really happy and pleased to see that his school is teaching him the real history. All right, so let's get into it. Let's talk about Facebook, and I hope you all enjoy the show. Super dumb champagne, period. Finnish friends on my face, looking like a front of tea. These no curry, yes. Man, social media is crazy. I've been part of the online social world for 35 years since 1985 when I first joined something called Quantum Link on my Commodore 64. That's right I said Commodore 64 when I was 16 years old and yes I'm that old. My C64 even had a tape drive. If you know what a tape drive is you're probably as old or older than me or you're a really smart tech nerd who's 13 and about to be a billionaire and i applaud that anyway although muds already existed a mud is a multi-user dungeon it was a text only chat room before the phrase chat room even existed uh qlink was one of the earliest social platforms that had an actual graphic interface um and you probably would recognize quantum link better as what it eventually turned into america online Over the decades, I've had so much fun and made so many friends through the online world. But with the advent of Facebook, that good vibe slowly but surely changed. Online socializing went from direct communication, like America Online, when you're talking directly to each other in a live setting, to a combination of real-time text chatting and some static wall sharing, like when you used AOL Instant Messenger and MySpace, um, and eventually switched to static wall sharing with non-live messaging, which is Facebook and Facebook Messenger, where you share on the wall constantly, but you rarely talk to each other directly. Over these last three and a half decades, the focus of social media went from connecting people and helping them communicate with each other easily and instantly to an exercise in vanity where people, like I said, just constantly share, but it's not an immediate thing. They're not communicating directly with each other. It's, it's like, I've used this analogy in person with people before. It's like having a billboard or a corkboard, board, rather not a billboard. And you put stuff up on that cork board, and your friends can walk up to it and look at it and they could leave a note there if they wanted to. But it's not immediate communication. It's really just sharing the stuff that you want to share. And it's kind of whack. But anyway, eventually we ended up where we are today. And that's a bad place. Social media is now a tool used by massive corporations to control people and economies. Uh, They sway elections and ultimately they profit off the private debt of of their users without their user's permission and for a long time without their knowledge i've seen the writing on the wall for a hot minute but i kept putting off the inevitable hoping for an alternative something better to spring up but nothing ever a period a period that's a new word a period no it's a new pronunciation of an old word we will now forever hereafter refer to it as a period We hoped that Google would be able to make some kind of a dope social media platform, but it, boy, did it fizzle in a major way. So I waited and I waited for something better to show up. Nothing ever showed up, but I decided that I can't wait any longer because Facebook in its current iteration is far too dangerous to continue to use. It abuses its power. It affects far too many important and far-reaching issues without any input from its users and without giving even the slightest bit of control to the very people who make it possible for Facebook to exert that power with no transparency and, um, and almost no possibility of redress when there are problems. And there are quite often problems, but no tech support, no redress. Um, and Facebook is huge. It's massive. It's far too huge. Excuse me. I ate a bunch of uh, nacho-flavored Doritos with some Reese's Peanut Butter Big Cups because it's Thanksgiving Day and I hate myself. (laughs) I ate the whole bag and I ate like six of the peanut butter cups and a can of Coke. I am terrible today. I've been so good about my diet, but anyway, let's get back to the exciting topic of Facebook and why I hate it. It's massive. It's nearly 3 billion users and that's quickly approaching half the world's population. That's far too powerful. They've intentionally and unintentionally affected national elections, social campaigns, human rights issues in such a negative way, sometimes with catastrophic results. And they've been caught conducting social uh, and psychological experiments on their users, including myself, I'm assuming, without our permission or knowledge. Facebook has almost zero oversight, very little regulation. And I think what regulation does exist, and I'm not an expert on this, so maybe I'm wrong, but I think it's relatively ineffective. But you take all those things and you put them together, and that makes Facebook one of the most dangerous players on the world stage today. And unfortunately, it's proven time and time again to be a fairly serious tool for evil. I've spent a huge amount of time on Facebook. It's been my main point of contact with my people, my networks, and eventually my clients since as far back as 2007. Um, And I've enjoyed it for a lot of that time. Early on, I thought it was an amazing thing, but that veneer wore off. Cause look, Facebook makes it really easy to connect with people, but the opposite is also true. It's also very, very easy to disconnect. And I've lost many, many friendships over the years because of Facebook interactions. And these are interactions that never would have happened in person. In person, you have a whole lot of contextual clues, body language, tone, expression. Those things just don't exist online. And yet we still think it's a great place to have serious conversations. Over the years, I've opined that Facebook was actually working to make people less social. And that makes perfect sense because Facebook would much rather you stay online looking at their content than they would you spending time offline hanging out with your actual friends. They want you scrolling endlessly, looking at ad after ad, being exposed to their subtle clues and cues so that you move in the direction they want you to move. If you're offline hanging out with friends, having a good time, they're not profiting from you. So intrinsically, Facebook has a conflict of interest. And it's also a massive time suck for a lot of people, myself included. You know, there are days when I'll spend 15 or 20 minutes on it, but there are more days that I'll spend three or four hours on it. And those hours are gone from my life, and for what? So I could scroll through people's pictures of their dogs and their food and their kids, all of which I like to see, but none of which is actually beneficial to me in anything more than a superficial sense. And it takes away my time and my ability to do things that could improve my life and improve my son's life. I don't think there's ever been an app in existence, maybe not even an organization in in modern existence in modern America that affects people in such a negative way on such a scale, while also maintaining that it's a force for good in our lives. That's the idea, right? That Facebook is good for us. It connects us. When in fact, the reality is that it doesn't. I've seen it for a long time. I even deleted once I, uh, I re, you know, I recreated a new account and I then I deactivated that account. But both of those times I did that with the knowledge that I would probably come back. But this time, no, nope, this time it's a whole different world. I am done for good. I have to be honest with myself that this app is doing far more harm in my life than good. And if that's the case in any aspect of my life, I have to address it. So this time I'm deleting Facebook for good. Facebook really hasn't cared about us, about the users, beyond what it can earn from us for a really long time. And these days it brings way more drama and strife into the world, or allows drama and strife to proliferate and misinformation to proliferate throughout the world than almost any other platform, and I wouldn't even say almost, than any other platform that exists, maybe even more than any other organization that exists it's way more powerful has far larger reach than any news outfit on the planet more reach and more power than almost any government the american government maybe not but i'd argue that it's a possible case and worse it's become a terrifyingly effective tool for the spreading of harm and lies it's not managed by people with care and kindness and an eye for safety and health it's managed with disdain and duplicity, and policies and actions that are motivated solely by profit margins, and of course, power. Now this doesn't mean that employees that work for Facebook are are intrinsically evil. It means that they are working for an organization that has changed over the years and is now effectively managing the growth of evil in America and other places around the world. And a lot of Facebook employees are fighting back and trying to make change from within, and I applaud them so much, but it's not working. And as long as they continue to work for Facebook, they're part of the problem. If you can't affect the change from within and you see that you can't affect the change and you decide to stay working for the company, then you've chosen the side of the oppressor. As Archbishop Desmond Tutu has said, those who remain neutral in situations of injustice have chosen the side of the oppressor. Probably my favorite quote of all time. I've thought long and hard about this. I looked for every avenue I could to justify my use and I can't find anything that justifies continuing to use Facebook. I'm losing connections to clients, connections to friends, connections to family. I'm losing the ability to easily connect with new friends, but I'm gaining perspective and I'm gaining the ability to take better control of my own life and hopefully learn to re-engage with humans in an in-person way. It's the way we were meant to engage socially, not on cell phones or computers, but in person. So I'm moving on from Facebook. And I really hope that you, the listeners, really consider doing the same thing. We survived for millions of years without Facebook. We'll live long after Facebook is gone. As long as we survive on the planet, as long as we don't nuke ourselves off the face of the earth, there will be lots of other opportunities for new social platforms to pop up and for us to go through this experiment over and over again. But for now, the evidence is in, and Facebook is the bad guy. Quick disclaimer, y'all. Critical thinking is incredibly important. One aspect of critical thinking is making sure that you verify the things that you hear and see, even if they come from a trusted source. With that said, I occasionally get things wrong, so please verify the information I say. Do your own research.